Hi, y'all. It is the... I just want to thank y'all for listening. February 8th will be an entire year. (laughs) For Reclaiming My Power podcast, guys. I'm excited. And I know I've been inconsistent as fuck. But, Troy, Troy, stop. It's like, chill, my guy. Stop it. He was mad as so Stop hard. it. Like, like he was waving at us. <clears throat> but thank you guys for continuing to listen. Um, I appreciate all the prayers, all the support, reaching out, letting me know how much the podcast means to you. I appreciate it. It's called loyalty. Thank you. So before I get into the episode, I want to let you know about an event that I am hosting on January 12th. It is called the Reclaim Your Power Concealed Carry Class. We are busting niggas in they shit in 2021. (laughs) I'm partnering with um, FTAC Security Solutions and 98.5 The Wire to present this event for you. So any beginners that want to come out and get their concealed carry license, definitely come out January 12th. The link is in my bio of Reclaiming My Power podcast or just DM me and I can send you the event as well. So that's going to be exciting. And 2021 is going to be exciting for Reclaiming My Power. It's just me. So, you know, shout out to me standing up for myself and doing what I have to do for this platform. And my quote of the day from a powerful black woman is anything that strayed from the status quo was considered wild and she gave no apology. Leading the pack was her calm course of existence and her freedom. And that's by Jamie A. Triplin. And for my I See You Sis segment, I have two ladies here that also have powerful platforms and are podcasters. And I want them to introduce themselves. So who wants to go first, Shanti or Akile? I go first. Okay. Okay. I'm Shanti. Oh, Shanti, aka Shanjay from Shantiology. Um, I have my own podcast, like she said. It's uh, more of a therapy mommy session um, filled with the. Uh, advice and experiences and motherhood dating while being a mother um all those beautiful things and i just went on hiatus girls gonna you know take a little break but when i come back season two it's gonna be bomb so hey guys (laughs) it's akile host of a moment with a the podcast is dedicated to elevating the dialogue on the topics that affect the lives of millennials I've actually been on on hiatus for a while now, but I'm coming back on January 30th, period, which is my second year anniversary, so it's going to come in, drop in the heat, and that's just some period. So that is my I See You Sis segment, and the topic of the day, the birds and the bees, let's talk sex for the black family question guys at what age did you get the birds and the bees talk girl i did not get no birds and the bees talk the fuck are you talking about oh my god i was like three what no, i was just joking i was really young my mom would really express 
text us very young because our generation had been raped and molested. So she was, like, very, like, if somebody touched you down here, you know, things like that. So she kind of brought a lot of fear in us, or me, personally. Okay. And so I was taught very young very because young. of it. What about you, Troy? Yeah, I didn't get that talk to, like, <laughs> 20... Like, 23, when they found out I lost my virginity, it was late. 23 years old? Yeah, they sat there and was like, so... I had like a magazine in my room, and I had condoms, but it was on to my brother. And then they was like, so, you having sex? I'm like, it's a little late for that. <laughs> 23 is kind of late. 23. For real. How did that go? Uh, you know, my parents are very religious, so they was like, what does the Bible say, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, well, I'm either going to have sex or I'm going to masturbate. So, pick and choose which one you want to do. <laughs> and that's that. Pick my sin. So it was a, a religious standpoint. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like, what does the Bible say? Blah, 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 blah. And then, no, I mean, blah, blah, blah. I ain't trying to disrespect the Lord, but, you know, just in context of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, it's too late now. And I was like, I wanted to know what pussy felt like before I died, so. Oh, my. I mean, it's, that's, it seems valid. <laughs> you never know when the Lord coming back, and I ain't want to go up there, like, you know. So I was just like, look, it's what it is. But now... Oh, they know. They know I'll be fucking now. Okay. And Nikila, you said you never got the conversation? No, I never. Even to, well, like, now, because, you know, we're grown. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, my mom's best friend. So we can talk about sex and throwing it back, sitting on niggas' faces. Like, we can talk about oh, all of that. Oh, my God. Glory. <laughs> Me too. Shit. Yeah, like, we, you met my mom. My mom's yeah. about, about it. Like, yeah, period. Is. But dope. growing up, like, no, we never talked about sex. Like, even though I started having sex when I was very... I started doing stuff when I was very young. And still, just, we never talked about it. So, question for you. Now that you're celibate, do y'all still have these talks? Like, does she still be like, girl, I done sat on this nigga's face today? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, me being celibate, not her mom. Yeah, I'm celibate, <laughs> not my family. <laughs> That's right. I think I've had the first conversation... After my bitch ass ex boyfriend called my mom and told my mom I was pregnant. Who does that? Oh my god! And we weren't even fucking. I mean, I was sucking dick, but I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't fucking. But he literally called my mom and was like, "Yeah, Diana's pregnant." Like, who does that? I was like, so my mom coming all frantic talking about, "Do you need to tell me something?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "We're going to the doctor in the morning." He told me you were pregnant, and I was like. Mom, I'm not even having sex. So then she wanted to have a conversation about condoms, what you should do, mm-hmm. straying away from sex. Your body is a temple. It's for procreation and that whole night. That shit was, it was for the bird. Did you stray away? Did I stray away from what? From sex, like your mama said. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually intrigued, intrigued after that. But yeah, so I that's bet. when we finally had the conversation. About and I was a senior in high school mm. then, yeah, I mean, and I was just like, "Mine's kind of too late for that." Like, I'm helping my friends jump in and out of windows to get, you know, to get dick period. on a, a daily basis. But okay, <laughs> now you want to have a conversation with me? That's kind of dead. I think that's probably the biggest fail is that they wait so long and then they they're just like, "Oh, don't do it because it's bad." But why do you feel like? black families anyway wait so late to have the conversation i feel like they think if we if they don't talk about it it's not (laughs) it just won't happen (laughs) but i don't think they know what it's like in school like i started having i started doing sexual things when i was like in the third grade so i was very young 
young. Yeah, very, very young. Ooh. But like, even in the third grade, we were talking about this type of stuff. So what the fuck was that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Is that a new sound effect? Oh <laughs> Don't use <God>. it. <laughs> Are you proud of it, Teroy? Very. <laughs> I think another reason why, too, is that they don't really understand it as much. Like, they don't really have the education. Because, like, mm. when I went to school, actually, like, last year, I went to, I had a sex ed class. When you really learn about sex and your body and things like that, they didn't, my mom didn't talk, teach me about my period. And yeah. It was kind of just thing. like, here's your pads. Okay. You know, like, not how to put it on and what, you know, size you should wear. I don't think they're as, they try to be as educated and, and then teach us how our body works and things like that. So I also think too they think like, oh don't don't talk about it so it won't happen. But also they're not as educated or don't educate themselves on it. Because you, no one ever told them. Right. Do you think there's a shame center regarding sex in black families? Especially with women, yeah. Ooh. They're little girls. Why is that? I mean let's just be real. Like if I, if my son was to like tell me he was gonna you know, he was thinking about having sex. It would mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, get these condoms mm-hmm. and, you know, do this and do that. And, you know, make sure her daddy, you know, like little, th- little things to kind of like boost him up. But if my daughter came to me, I'd be like, uh-uh, I'm sick. Like, don't let him like do this. Black like, women are like overly sexualized. Right. Even starting is. from a young age. The whole but, con. Go ahead, dear. But do you think there should be more pressure put on boys Absolutely. than girls? Absolutely. So why is the conversation with women having it with your daughters so no, much it, more difficult? Not it won't be now. Now that I'm older, okay, and I understand, but there is still a bit of nervousness when it comes down. More nervousness when it comes down to my daughter. Now right. I am going to teach him a little bit more about his body, though. Right. That I think that he needs to understand before he even thinks about having sex. Mm-hmm. But there, there is that fear. It is a more of a fear for her, and I don't know if it's just genetics or just being raised that way or whatever. But there is a bit of a fear, and I don't know why. I can't even explain it. That's understood. understood. Also, soul ties has a lot to do with it too. Okay. Um, do you feel like, do you believe black women and men are open to discussing sex? Why or why not? Like, is it hard having a conversation about sex in your 30s now? Then when I, when I was younger? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's better now. I can talk about sex freely now. But when I was younger, yes. Because I didn't even know what I liked. I didn't even understand my body. I didn't understand... I was supposed to feel when it came down to sex. Like, was I supposed to feel? Like, was it supposed to be good? Or was is this for him? Is this for me? Like, it wasn't. It was supposed to be natural, like the movies. Like, you know, they just they kissing, titting them out, then they having sex. You know, but then when you have sex, it's not like that. It's like it's not. click, click. You know, what you want me to do? Can I put it in? Like, that's not what we do in the movies. So, no, it was it was a lot more harder when I was younger versus now because I know what I want. I know what I like. Okay, Troy, what about you? What was the question again? <laughs> Do you um, believe black women and men are open to discussing sex? Why or why not? I think now we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, like um, amongst us we are now. Um, especially couples. I think couples definitely in this generation is definitely more open to having sex. I see that shit on Twitter all the time. That's just wild. Yeah. Wild. Millennials are coming in, bro. They, they're... Y'all coming in full throttle, like, y'all not having no kids. Y'all not Period. playing with us. Period. <laughs> and I love it. I wish I was kind of with y'all on that. Fuck those kids. Like, <laughs> 100%. But I'm not a manager. I really wish I was, right, like, I was born around y'all time. 
because I really would have done better, made better decisions. Y'all making some some A one decisions, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm loving it. A lot of pros and cons, to be honest. It is. You think so? Do you have a healthy relationship with sex, Akile? I do now. Why is it healthy? Um, because I don't have it. <laughs> So abstinence has taught you. <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> um, I think now I have a better relationship on sex because I know God and I know that what my body is and what it means. And uh, there's just something about like saving yourself that just makes sex better. Like I just don't want to have sex and I'm not pressed about it. It is what it is. Which I think is a healthy view. Yeah. That's very healthy. Because mm-hmm. I'm... I can't. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> Maybe I should. Do you have a healthy relationship with sex, Chauncey? I do not. I really wish I did. Though. What could make it healthy? Why do you feel like you don't have a healthy relationship with sex? I have a better understanding of it. But the reason I don't have a healthiness about it because I... I feel like at my age, I should be more selective on who gets my... Uh, gets That's good. Uh, it gets a part of my body. And there was that, like, one little stage where I was acting up a little bit, and I'm very proud of that. And so it, it was very unhealthy. And, it, and um, I don't know, I'm working on it. I'm definitely working on it. I can't... I, I won't lie to you. I don't have a healthy relationship with it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it healthy? Um. So with me and, and my significant other, like, we communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know what we what we like, what we don't like, and it's it's better this time around because I can truly say I'm faithful this time around, as opposed to where in the past I was just uh, I may be with you, but I'm fucking her as well. Okay, I like that. Shout out to having. Don't, don't judge me. I didn't no, say anything. I saw I saw your head roll, I so said you know nothing, my guy. Okay, for the woman. In a relationship, do you feel like sex is an obligation or a beautiful experience when it comes to relationships and marriages? When you were married, did you feel like sex was an obligation? Yes. But I feel like that now. No. Why did I feel like it was an obligation? Um, Well, I feel like there's a stigma when you're, like, married where it's, like, you have to have sex with your spouse even when you don't want to just because you should. So... When there's for times where I just and you guys listen to my I do I did I don't like yeah. series and you know there's for times when I didn't want to have sex and I just kind of did just because like well he wants to so yeah obligation but I don't do that now. Yo, how did that make you feel though? Like isn't that somewhat close to? I don't even want to say you're rape. tapping into the darkest sides of my life right I now. I mean I understand <laughs> that, but this is for this is for healing. This this is what that podcast is. <laughs> You trying to make me be vulnerable? Okay. Um, what was the question? How did it make me feel? How did it make you feel feeling like you were obligated to do something that you because there's a lot of women who have said I, I, I don't even want it, but I feel like I'm obligated to because I am married, because I am his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, and I think that's so much of a thing that people don't even realize when it's like you're in a relationship with someone or you're married to someone and then they force you to have sex with them or you do something that you don't want to do because you feel obligated. That's a real thing. Like marital rape is a thing and it should be talked about. But, um, 
in the moment, I don't really know how it made me feel, but I know after I always felt numb or like it was just something to check off my list, if that makes sense. But I don't really think my emotions were ever really in it for me to be affected. At least not until after I got out of it. And then all my emotions hit me at once. And I had to decipher through everything. But in the moment, nah, I didn't really feel anything. Okay. I felt obligated at one time in my one of my um, past relationships where it's just like I did not like him as a person. But I didn't want him to cheat. Hmm. So that was a thing where it was like, I don't even want to do this. Like my body's just like no, but my mind's like he's gonna cheat if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do it. If you so don't do you do think it. that stems into your self worth and how you view yourself? It did. Mm-hmm. It really did because it was just like oh, I'm just doing this to prevent him from yeah, like this is what I deserve. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a shitty experience. It's trash as fuck. Like laying there, like void, like not even in your body, but just. I would cry, like, just after. doing it. I had to. I had to. I had to end the relationship at one point because it was just like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm literally being raped by my boyfriend because I don't want to do this, but I'm just laying here because I don't mm. want to fuck with somebody else. So yeah, what about you, Shanti? Absolutely, yeah. And you get taught like even as my aunt used to always say, "Is what you want to do another one will." Yeah, I absolutely that's that hate thing. that quote. That is, that is trash. I hate that quote, and I would do it just you know like a like a chore. Let me just let this nigga get his nut real quick so I can get And it got to the point where my body wouldn't even allow me to lubricate. Like, it would be like, you said, we ain't want nothing. But I would still allow him to penetrate or whatever. So it always felt like, okay, well, he won't bother me for the next couple of days type of like, mm. satisfaction so I can be left alone for a couple of days. And for me, now that I'm getting older, I know how to just say no. And be okay with that. Definitely. And if he decided to go out and cheat, he's going to do that regardless if I gave it to him then and there. So it's just getting to that comfortable, being comfortable with that and knowing that there's, I mean, if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. Just being okay with that. Why do you think women are taught that? I do not. This is the sickest shit. It is. Because men are not taught that. Okay, I don't I can't speak. I've never heard of a man being being said that to. So when women are said that, I'm just like, you know, these people can do whatever they want to do. Like, no matter, you can be sucking his penis from the back and licking his booty hole at the same time. If oh he wants to cheat on you, he will He's cheat on you. Cheat, like, right? I feel like that stems from way back in the day. And I remember yes. taking a sociology course about this because, you know, there was a time when women were men property. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't get divorced without a man. You couldn't that, own property. That. You couldn't have a bank account. You're literally his property. That. So you're taught that, like, well, you got to do whatever you got to do to keep him, sis, because he is the provider. He does everything for you. You don't have a job. You can't have a job. You can't even vote, my guy. Right. So it's like, what are you without him? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'll be damned. <laughs> that millennial just came in. You got to hey, hey, listen. Excuse me? I have to wait? No. As a, as a man, Troy, do you feel like it's a woman's obligation That's to provide you with sex in a relationship or marriage? Obligation? Yeah. Um. No, nah. I mean, I think we we could come to an understanding. I don't think it's an obligation. What's the understanding? Understanding about her body? Yeah, understanding about her body, like understanding, like yo, like there's gonna be some days you don't like how I operate. Is we gotta be on the same page to have sex? Like, it, like I've been in situations where I wanted to have sex, she wanted to have sex. We just ain't have sex. Like okay. I'm, I've never been that type to be like, yo. 
Like you're going to give me this Like I've never been that type My ex told me one time I was having the roughest fucking week Ever I was sick And I was traveling back and forth to New York Because he lived in New York And that night I was just not with it So the next day he was like Yo we gotta talk Like you're supposed to be providing me with sex And and I was just like I'm not feeling well Uh He's like well, you need to get better because mm-hmm. as as my partner, you're obligated to give your body to me. I mean, you're not so obligated I felt to do like nothing, though. Property, like I felt like like you you have some older women who feel like your body is just made to procreate, and that's it. Like sex isn't supposed to be a pleasurable experience. You're just supposed to fuck to have kids, and then that's it. So that's why my question is like, do you feel like a woman is obligated in a relationship? Oh, you know, hell no. Um, I mean, like I said, it's. I don't think when I think when you're married, it it's an understanding. Like, okay, I know that I need to fulfill his needs, but it's not an obligation. It's not something to like I have to do this or I'm obligated to do this. If not, it's going to be problems in in the relationship. That's just from my experience From my experience in seeing like My parents or whatever I can't speak on everybody else But from what I That's how I was raised Okay let's pivot right quick Mm. What were you taught about sex Regarding your role as a woman Akile Cause that kind of goes hands in hand With feeling obligated Um like like I said, growing up, I was not taught about sex. Like everything I learned from sex, I learned watching TV, watching shit that I wasn't supposed to be watching. <laughs> I was bad as fuck. <laughs> I really was. I was watching. I was okay. Never. I, I was bad as fuck, low key. <laughs> and we all got our stories. That's me. And then um, in middle school, like learning from my peers, but we were like, like D and I were talking about this when we recorded our Toxic Sister Game video. We were given head in like eighth grade. Like, we, oh my god, we were young as fuck. Like doing shit we had no business doing. So when I say I started early, I started really early. So my relationship with sex has definitely evolved. But as I grow, as I grew up, and then I, when I gave my life to Christ, I started to learn more about what it means to be a woman of God and what it means to be a wife and your body. So I understand, like, in regards to when you when you're married. And it's like your body is not your own anymore. So like I don't get to withhold sex from my partner because just because I feel like it. I feel like that's really fucked up when people when people use their body and like arguments or like, oh well because they use it as a tool. The same way how I feel like when people use their children as tools. I feel like that's fucked up. But when it comes to having sex wait, what was the question? What were you taught about sex oh, regarding yeah. your so role as a woman? Well, as I like as growing up, I wasn't taught anything. But now, like I teach myself, or I have spiritual leaders that I can talk to about sex and my body and stuff like that. But that's really it. And Chauncey, what about you? Um, for the most part, in the beginning, I was taught more of how to please him and how, like, kind of just how to deal with it, kind of in a way, like not necessarily feel pleasurable then when I got older it was more taught like how to stroke back and move and um you know so that it could feel good to you because okay you know you that person just penetrating you and you're just standing sitting there it, it shit don't feel that, all that good so and my mom honestly didn't teach teach me this this is more of my peers more of my aunt who's very sexual <laughs> taught me more about how to 
be pleased as much as being you know pleasing him but in the beginning mostly pleasing him okay all right what about you troy um i was growing up like they didn't really teach me much about sex so i really had to learn anything on my own but how i am now how i am them is how i am now like i don't initiate sex unless like you're my partner like it could be for example where i may want to fuck you and we and you may want to fuck me but i'm not making that move because unless i have consent like i don't do anything without consent so it's important so if like we don't talk about this beforehand and you don't give me signs like you don't want to do it i guess we just ain't doing it like sex to me it's important but it's not as important as it is to some other males like because i lost it late like i've learned how to live life without it do you think you value sex a lot more since you lost it later in life opposed to as in middle school or high school yeah like i went through my little whole phase for about like a year and some change but i don't i don't really sit there and have sex with people i don't really see myself being with that's good that's definitely good can't fuck around and have a baby by somebody you want to have a baby with. That's her. I ain't got Ooh, time with that. Ciao. Tyler. What's up? You have two boys. <clears throat> how are you going to shape your conversation about sex with your sons? Truthfully, I'm probably not going to bring the conversation to them. Off the dribble. Because I feel like that's something as a guy. Um, well, for myself, I was never taught about the birds and the bees, such as Taroy. I lost my virginity late. I lost my shit like 22, 23. Really? Yeah, I did not expect. I lost mine at 22. I ain't yeah, see that 22, coming. 23, to be honest. Like, I was a whole, a whole, whole up at FAM. Like a good little four year run, I was running through everything. Yeah, Once I found that that power it within myself, it was a wrap. But um but no, I mean I'm probably not gonna bring the conversation to them like, oh, let's sit down, let's talk about this. But I mean along the way, it's gonna be like meaningful conversations of not necessarily, hey, this is what sex is about, but more like life lessons type of stuff. I feel like when you have that conversation, at least with, with a, a boy, I feel like you don't want to like target it, like specifically, like, hey, sit down, let's talk about sex, but like more about, hey, this is how you treat a woman. This, this is how you, this is how you, this is how you do things to please her, not physically, but like emotionally and mentally. The physically will come later, but. If she not, if you're not mentally in tune with her, you're not emotionally in tune with her, and then to Akile's point, like finding a woman of God, you're not spiritually in tune with her. Physically, it ain't really gonna matter in the first place. To be truthful with you, so if they come to you, high high school, middle school, and say, "Hey, Dad, I'm ready to have sex." No, not middle school. I tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. If one, if if one or both of them come to me, be like, "Hey, look, pops." Or they call me dog Dog I'm about to start having sex Uh Where <laughs> Let me know So I can be there to stop that shit I'm just being told I'm mm, I'm being totally honest with you Not middle school And that's not me judging anybody who, right. Who's had sex in middle school Cause right. I mean 
sexual activity is any and everywhere. everywhere. However, as a parent, like, I would hope. That they're not. I would hope that they're not. I would pray that they're not. So is the conversation going to be different if it's high school? No, it's going to be the same conversation. Same conversation. Res- respect the woman. Respect the woman's wishes, her needs. Whatever those needs are. Hmm. Now, I will say this. I think the reason why um, what I said earlier was because the girl lost my virginity to before us prior to having sex. It was always fuck love, fuck this, fuck that. Then after we had sex, it was like, oh, I love you. And I looked at her crazy like you just told me something like two days ago that you was fuck love. So now you love me. And that's when I was like, I can't be having sex with everybody like that. So you uh, felt like your the dick changed it? Yeah. I know it did because she was not <laughs> with the love shit. And then all of a sudden after that, it was I love you, all this and all that. And it took me by surprise because I ain't love her. And she made it. She made a completely big deal about her taking my virginity. Then I did. I was just like, I chose you because you got a fat ass. So I wanted to fuck. I did like her, but I did want to. I wanted. I had. I like big asses. That's wild, bro. (laughs) And I was like, yo. That's wild. Because all right, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. We was working at Universal, and when I saw her. She wasn't the best looker to me But the conversation was cool But I wasn't no attention to like I want to be with you But I, I I remember voices So in the wardrobe Remember a voice I turned around See how fat the ass was I was like Mm-hmm That's the one right there So that's the one you gave your virginity That's who took your virginity Mm-hmm Wow that's a hell The of a fat story. ass non-looker Yeah <laughs> That's a hell of Shit a story Wow I mean we still Like we, we still cool to this day So y'all still talk? We still We're cordial Okay Like um, a tragedy happened in her family So I stopped by uh, this past weekend And make sure her and her family straight Me and her family actually close Okay. So like her mom and her sister um, But me and her we, we go We're on and off But yeah like and I never told her that that's why I chose her Cause you know I ain't I'm an asshole but I ain't that much of an asshole Kind of art, but I mean, Cisco knows now. Like, you know, it's out there. Nah, she she don't listen to this. She don't listen to my podcast. This is reclaiming my power. That's tough. Bro. You don't know she might be a fan. So yeah, so I was just like, so when she be making it a big deal, like, oh, I have a piece of you that nobody ever will. I mean, that's cool, yeah, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me at that point. Okay, I guess that makes. I I don't know. I don't know. At that point, so. I was going to wait till marriage, and then you too. Yes, I was. I was, I was trying to. Hold I was. That, I was going to wait. And I was then, not. But okay. I wish I would have waited. I was reading more and more of Revelation, and I was like, well, "We ain't going to make it." So, uh, <laughs> wow. So you, I was like, that's "Yeah, this this, this got to happen." I was. I was trying to hold out. I, I was trying to be the last of the Mohicans for real, for real. So you were trying to wait until marriage? Yeah. Oh God. At what age did you plan on getting married? I didn't have a plan to get. I didn't have a plan to say, "Oh, at at age, insert age, I'm gonna get married." But I was like, "When I have it, I would like it to be with my wife." That's sweet. To be honest, that was never me. Now the thoughts in my head about having it, though, Mm -hmm. then shits was a plenty. But I was like, (laughs) I was like, you know what? You got this. And I feel like the older I got, I don't regret my decision because I cannot imagine being a 
31 year old virgin I just feel like in this day and age A lot of women don't Want to do that Like me personally I don't want to fuck a virgin I think there's beauty Not even if you were a virgin No so really, why not? Wait, wait, why not? I wish I would have got mine out the way early, so I, I could see it really ain't what I thought it was. That exact. I realized early it isn't what I thought it was, but so I, I just didn't just move want move along and be like, okay, cool. The next person I, I real deal invest myself into and start having sex with, that's gonna be my wife. That mm-hmm. was my experience. It was like when I when, after it happened, I was like, I text all my friends and I'm like, this what y'all been doing? Y'all bitches been lying. <laughs> <laughs> like what was supposed to happen? And I think. Porn played a, played a big reality in that because I thought yeah. like I was like oh I'm going to be tearing this shit up <laughs> I was like yeah I'm excited I I don't I don't uh, she was in Orlando I was in Tally so I don't caught caught the Greyhound it was late at night she was already acting up I was like you need some dick I was ready I was I was ready for this shit and then I was like this is it wow and it's then gone. and then like after that all the Headaches and attitude came with it, and I was like, "Oh, this shit ain't worth it." I could have stayed a virgin for all this shit, all this attitude yeah, I'm getting. Like, but, um, yeah, I just didn't want to. I wanted somebody who would be able to teach me, not somebody where we can learn together for my first time. I have a best friend. She's I'm 25. She's 26. She's a virgin, and I think it is That's beautiful. Dope. That is beautiful because I wish I would for her husband. I would. I wish I would have not for marriage, like but that. definitely that feeling like i thought it was gonna be like mm. fireworks and butterflies and crying and that it's shit was just like and bullshit two minutes of bitch damn two minutes you're done mm. that's it what the i was pissed off i bet because they will always be in yeah, band, last practice, longer than two minutes. band practice talking about <laughs> girl you know such and such fucked me last night and i, I just thought bro. it was supposed to be exciting but then i got it and it was just like this is what the fuck? I could have done without this. I could have. Mm-hmm. Now the, I could have. The crazy thing is, so I'm a virgin at like 21. I get a call from my little brother. He's 16 at the time, and he was like, "Bruh, you gotta try this." What? He was like, "You got abortion money?" And I'm like, "Nigga, what?" He was like, "Yeah, I done fucked this girl, and uh, I think I got her pregnant." So I was like, "I don't got abortion money." And then I was mad because he fucked in my bed. And I'm like, I got to go home. And I, 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 I had to. So oh. Yeah, I was pissed. So I was like, all right. So that's how my parents found out because I gave him the condoms. And I told him when I get home, take the condoms out. He ain't listen. So then my mom just happened to go to my room when I got on that damn suspension. And they were still there. And then that's when I told her because I wasn't going to tell her that, hey, those belong to Josh. I just took the bullet. And my mom was like, you having sex? I was like, not at this moment, but I've been fucking. If we want to keep it a buck, <laughs> but I've been fucking stupid. Wow. So, hmm. Roy's funny as shit. So that was my next question. Actually, it was um, now that you're older and understand the act of sex and the exchange of energy it involves, would you have waited on the experience? I would have waited. So much I would have waited until I was married. Oh my gosh. If I could go back and change so many things, I would have saved it for my king. But now he gets to get me new. Like, kind of. <laughs> I mean, he's been a, he's a, been a year. You know how long it takes for the. It don't take long. But fuck it, snap back. Snap good. back. Okay. <laughs> and Tyler, you? Yeah. I wish I would have got it out of the way early. So I could just see it's not really everything that is 
everybody explains it as, to be honest. <laughs> Truth. Well, your facial expression. I'm just listening. Yeah, like, it's really, like, I'm not a overly sexual person, like, physically. Like, I think I did an episode with the guys, and, like, physical touch was my, my least mm-hmm. favorite love language. Like, like, I could care less for it, to be honest. Um, but I'm more of, like, I mean, I... Mentally, sexually, like I'm like I be having shit going in my head all the time, but like I just don't like I just don't like to act on it with the wrong person. I guess I can put it like that. So, what's the wrong person? Somebody I feel like I'm not going. Somebody that ironically, me, Toro, and Warren did an episode. Somebody I don't see as an asset. I don't want to waste. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste good sex on a liability. That's that's a word. That's Wasting good sex weird. on a liability and shit. The fuck. I mean, can't be slanging good shit. You can't be giving mm-hmm. out good womb to every nigga. Mm-hmm. You really can't. And wasting that it. shit is a, mm-hmm. a headache. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, in grand scheme of things, I wish I would have waited. Um. So, but it is what it is. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But your boy's new, so I'm a, I'm 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 a. I'm gonna take my my talents to the absence abstinence lane. So about to hold off, uh, get right with get right with God, um, and uh, you know, pun intended, reclaim my power. You know, see what you did there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. At what point in the relationship should the conversation of sex happen when you're dating? I'm okay talking about it on the first date. Really? Yeah. And that's just because of the season of that I'm in, of my life. I need to know what your views are, too. Because if you're not celibate, if you don't share the same views, there's no point of us furthering this period. So what if they're, what if they're not celibate, but they're willing to... I don't want anyone doing anything for me. Well, it's not for you. You. Because I, I agree with Tyler. Like if If I meet a young lady and she tells me we're on a date... And we just happen to get on that topic. She's like, "Oh, I'm celibate. I'm gonna ask the proper question. Like, okay, so how's that been? Has it been hard? Like, how? What? Like, what? 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 Pro- what was the process like to get to that point to want to be like that? To want to go into being celibate? Because that may that may intrigue me and be like, you know what? Maybe I've been looking at sex the wrong way. Maybe it's something that I need to venture myself into. I'm not doing it for you. I'm do- maybe I'm doing it for myself." So that's just an open conversation. I feel like that's it wouldn't necessarily be for the person presenting the celibacy. It's just like you're presenting the information on why you are celibate. Okay. So. Yeah, because I can if I meet a a woman and she's celibate, I have no problem being celibate. My issue is once we already have sex, then you want to be celibate. I can't do that. Why, so is, just, why is that an issue? Because I've already had it. Okay. That's on. That's a sticky situation, sir. Okay. I've also like I'm, this. I'm I've already, I've already had it, so therefore it would be harder for me to control myself. Not to where like I will force myself on her, but it's just I know how it feels and I will want it. But if you, are, but if we already celibate, I can do that. It's just like for me, like if I'm having sex with a girl. And we wear a condom, and then the first time, 
we no longer have condom sex, it's hard for me to go back to wearing a condom because I know what it feels like. Okay. So, Brittany, mm-hmm. you plan on marrying her, correct? Yeah. If she decided, hey, Troy, I don't want to have sex anymore until after we're married, what's the conversation? We've already had that conversation. Um, so, originally, we were supposed to be celibate. Um, she had, this was like before we got together. She was like, probably around like November last year. She hit me up and she was like, hey, I want to be celibate. I was like cool And then she was the one Like I was able to stop doing everything Because we were sexing early And I stopped all that And then She was struggling with it And it was going back and forth So I told her you gotta pick a lane I was like you can't say you wanna be celibate But you wanna sex Like it's either We wanna We're gonna do this Or we're not gonna do it And then she just basically said She ain't wanna do it no more And that's how that came about But if Brittany Asked me that question now because I know she is the one, I can do it. But if I didn't know she was the one, we would have to have a serious conversation. Just as to why do you want to do this? Like, what's your mental like? Like, is this something you're serious about, or is this something that is a phase? Does it, that make sense? It does, but I think to further validate my point as to why I felt like. If like if a guy meets me and he's not celibate, mm-hmm. but I am, then he's like, oh well, now what? I want to be celibate too. But kind of like what Troy and Brittany's situation. Brittany wanted to be celibate, and then Troy's like, okay, well yeah, I'll be celibate too. But then she didn't want to anymore, so therefore he didn't do it. So when I when it comes back to kind of being equally yoked, so if I'm in my season of celibacy, you're in your season of celibacy. You're gonna hold me accountable when I feel like you know what, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. That's where you come in. You're like, no, we're doing this for a reason. Whereas if someone is going to do it just because I'm doing it, when I waver, you're not going to be there to cover me. So how I look at it is like this, right? Like, I see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with 100 percent. Because when it came to her, if she still wanted to be celibate, we was going to be celibate. But at this point, it was like I knew that you were struggling with it. So I left the ball up in her court and whatever we were going to whatever she wanted to do. That's what we were going to do. So when she decided to be like a we didn't i didn't want to do this it was rough and when she explained to me why she because so the first time i went out there we didn't have sex and the reason why we didn't have sex was she needed to know if this was going to work and she wanted the commitment before we had sex but i see where you're coming from but i also feel like you kind of shortchain yourself just a little bit because no, they're not celibate because just because they could really like you and decide and then you and then let's say they've been thinking about it and then you write them off because they're not celibate you could be missing on your blessings because of that in retrospect i could but it's just my standards with myself like i would rather have someone who's in their season of celibacy because then i don't have to explain things to you or i don't have to explain to you like why i don't want to be out past this certain time with you or why i don't want to lay in your bed with you Compared to someone that's not celibate. Like, I get what you're saying, but it's just my standards for myself. So. Mm. I feel you. 
Yeah. I feel you. Equally yoked. That's it. And I feel like if more if more men were celibate, it would make their women be more be more be celibate as well. Uh, that's just how I feel compared so, to like always putting it in the woman's court because you're the leader, you're the head of the household. So let me let me ask you this question. So well, both of you guys as women, if you met a guy previous to you becoming celibate, mm-hmm. if you met a guy and the guy and you guys had a conversation about sex and he told you I'm celibate. What would that conversation look like for you guys? What do you mean? Like like the same way that you said you talking to a guy and you're like, "Oh, hey, I'm celibate." Would you be would you feel wronged if he wrote you off and you not saying that you're also celibate? If the guy was to tell you that he was celibate. So if a guy were to tell me that I was celibate, that, that he was celibate. Yes. And having just a general conversation about sex and you're just through casual conversation. I was oh, celibate. Yeah. I was celibate too. No, I'm saying previously. To be. To oh, would be I being, be upset that he wrote me yeah. off? No, not even the slightest bit. I uh-huh. think I'm just not that prideful or narcissistic to think that like it would just yet. be about me. Okay. Like no, like I don't know what okay. temptations I could bring him, and like okay. if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, my guy. Okay. I would probably be intrigued because you, you don't have a lot of men that actually admit exactly. that, that hey, yes, I'm celibate. I'm not. I'm not looking to engage with you in that way mm-hmm. like that's an act that's like what really because mm-hmm. you don't hear a lot of men talk about it at all if that would be like me being upset because someone is like an alcoholic and they don't want to go to the bar like no like if that's triggering for you if that's somewhere you don't want to be then i'm not gonna be upset that you don't want to go there hmm. i would be intrigued honestly because i don't hear it a lot why is that dia what that men i feel like like you said a lot of men don't talk about celibacy or a lot of men don't save themselves i I can't i just feel like because men are taught Mm. about sex and so much different than Mm -hmm. women are like men are taught that you're supposed to be like women are supposed to be conquered like it's a rite of passage you're Mm. supposed to what was it called so your yeah so, so your oats and Damn, you hooked up with how many girls this week? That like that's Damn, a thing. You a player. That's you a got thing. It. And I've seen a lot of guys mm-hmm. lie mm-hmm. about being sexually active when mm-hmm. they really weren't because they were trying to fit. Like, okay, for you guys, what did that ever happen to y'all? Yeah, like a lot. Oh, you like, bagged her? Yeah, like I'm how how did that make you feel? How? Yeah, how did it make like, you feel? Like before I really truly before I really before you started having sex no before I found myself like in high school because in high school I tried to fit in so bad yeah Mm -hmm. I tried to fit in so so bad but then once I realized like I don't have to really fit in once I like found my best friend and my best friend found me and it was just like a okay I can I can be cool with not being the quarterback of the football team that doesn't fuck every bitch or fuck every every cheerleader that gets thrown his way like legit like, I remember no lie. I went to football practice one day. Went to football practice, came home. My house was across the street from the football field. Came home. I walk in the door. My little brother's there, like, two of my running backs, and, like, a receiver's there. And they're in the crib. Run- they're in my house, in my brother's room, running a train on one of the cheerleaders. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yo. Like, this That's is, wild. This, yeah, like, this is nuts. Like, this is what y'all do? And honestly, that was kind of like, I'm like, damn, like, that's wild as hell. But, like, I tried to fit in so bad in, in high school. But, like, once I got to college, and I'm like, 
I mean, I I could care less whether I'm having sex or not. I mean, talking to homeboy, oh yeah, I did such and such. He's like, oh yeah, Tyler, you good on that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't did something too. But I would never explain it. I just be like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Hmm. What about you? Did you huh? feel pressure from your your friends regarding N- sex? Nah. Um, growing up. Well, it was easy for me in high school because nobody liked me, like female-wise. So it was just, I got teased and got called a little bit all the time. So it was easy. I didn't really start getting, as people, girls didn't really start liking me until I came down here. And that was really the, um, girls from Genesis probably the girl first girl that really liked me like that. But it was really no pressure because I was just, my friends knew, I, everybody knew I was losing it the week and I lost it. Because they, they came up, she was spending a week from us. You getting some buns. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you made a whole thing about it. Oh, they knew. Everybody knew. She was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she knew. And they knew. But it was never nothing like... One thing that I was taught at an early age, and not even from my parents, but from my oldest cousin, he was like, you never lie on your dick. So I never lie on my dick. If they be like, did you fuck her? No, I ain't fuck her. See, I didn't learn that until after I started fucking. Mm. What? You didn't learn why... To not lie on your dick until after I start having sex. Because then after I start having sex, and then it was like, oh, you had sex with such and such? Like, this is like college. Like, at that time, like, you're dealing with grown-ass people, so they're going to check you on your mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, oh, yeah, you 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 fuck such and such. Because she's going to come around the way and be like, oh, you did what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. high school shit, nobody checking for shit like that. Like, whatever. Like, it's just rumor mill. Oh yeah, I heard such and such you had say. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard that yeah, too. It's rumor mill. Yeah. yeah then you get to college, like they gonna like shit gonna get checked. You gonna you get fuck too? Yeah, you gonna get fact checked. When? Exactly. Oh, okay, nigga. Yeah, they gonna connect dots. And I think it also helped for me because even though I went to fam, I didn't get a lot of girls at fam. Like I didn't start really getting girls once I got on academic suspension. So it was really just the girl I was dealing with and another chick I was dealing with and that was it and i just n- never lie on my dick it, i remember one situation it was like episode 10 of my podcast it was a, um a lady that was on there and by the way we, we, we was talking about sex and by the way everybody talked they thought we fucked that night so when they asked me and said oh, did you, you yo, i know you smash nice nah, smash i wanted to bad but we ain't had a conversation so i wasn't about to be making first move so we ain't smash Hmm. That's real. I ain't about to sit here and lie and be like, "Oh, next thing you know, we we'll get back to her." And now I gotta. Mm, that's too much. That's too much work. Not just nine nah, smash. I respect that. I respect that. Lauren, can I get you on the mic, sweetie? Oh, you getting old? <laughs> he said he was like, "Ooh." What's up, love? You have a daughter. Mm-hmm. How old is Lauren? She will be five in two weeks. Five in two weeks. <laughs> when you have the conversation with Lauren about the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like a duo experience with both you and her mother? Or is that something you want to tackle by yourself? Good catch. Yeah, that was a great uh, catch. I didn't know you had hands like that. Um, 
in a perfect world, I would love for it to be me and her mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually still have the video of her being born. Um, make sure to keep that. Just you know, oh, like you want to have sex? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So you're just gonna show her the video of her popping out every Gucci. birthday. Lord, <laughs> <laughs> this is what it looks like. My, my, it is. Uh, but I didn't just sit down, and talk to her, let her know what it is, and uh, hope for the best. All you can do. When did you start having sex, Warren? I started hunching at 10, but... So you was out here dry humping? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I lost my virginity my 10th grade year. So 16? 15, 16? 16 something like that. Would you have waited? No. Why not? For what? Hmm. Elaborate on that. I'm asking you, what, what, what am I waiting for? Was it what you thought it was going to be? Mm-hmm. It was, it was everything. good? It was, yeah. You said everything. It was everything. Like, I was digging her. She was digging me. It was in her parents' house. Like, just like the movie. Like, just like the TV show. Like, it was everything I wanted it to be. I was with somebody I was cool with, so. That's dope. Yeah. And we still cool to this day. So, hmm. um, it... I get a little bit different. Would I ever do it again? Probably not, because she was mad disrespect. As a parent now, she is mad disrespectful. How she was disrespectful while fucking her parents' house? I mean, I was in that man's bed. That's how oh, you were in the parents' bed? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Why you ain't fucking her room? She a bed wasn't hey, big man, enough? If, hey, you don't, I don't know what's going on right this house. Oh, she yeah, told me what it be. Oh, disrespectful. She was. I was, I was just a woman. You were t- too. <laughs> I didn't know it was till later. I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's a lot of pictures of your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in that girl. <laughs> it was, hey, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my kid, man, I I just hope that's all you could really do. You can teach him the game and just hope. What are you hoping for? That you know, I mean, I could sit and say I hope she weighs, but looking at her, both her parents' track records, probably not. Would you feel slighted if Lauren had sex and then came and talked to you about it after yes. the fact? Why? Just let me know up front. Like, let me know what was going on because we had that type of relationship. I cultivated that type of relationship. But you can come talk to me, or at least somebody in the village. Somebody like there's enough people in your village for you to talk to. If you don't necessarily feel like you can come to me or your mom, um, her mom's sisters are like really young. Okay. Like, really young, so you can go to them. Like somebody in the village got to know, and that the fact that if. You feel like you couldn't tell nobody in the village, then we got a village problem. Okay. Another question. Because she is a girl. Mm-hmm. Let's say she does end up having sex. She, she comes to you and says, Daddy, I'm pregnant. How old is she? What if it's high school? What is your conversation going to be with your daughter? Because what I seen in high school, I had a lot of close friends mm-hmm. who ended up pregnant in high school. Mm-hmm. And... Right. Their parents literally like treat them like shit. I'm I'm not gonna treat it like shit, but 
there's a conversation between her, me and her mom that has to be had. Because obviously you've been irresponsible. So there's no conversation between me and you that needs to be had. There's a conversation between me and your mom. Because now we got to think, all right, bro, oh, we about to be grandparents. Because I'm not ready to be a grandparent. So we need to see what we want to do. And then we'll talk to her as a as a collective. Because obviously something went wrong between us three to where you just felt like you wasn't responsible. Like, so you went raw. Like, come on, bro. So let me ask you this question. Cause you said it would be a conversation that you and her mom need to have. Yeah, right. We gotta have a conversation. So let's say, cause she's with her mom most of the time. Right. Yeah. So let's say it was flipped and this happened, but you had, but you had primary custody of her for mm-hmm. the most part. Would the conversation still be the same? Yeah, I still got this. Me and her mom, like, that's the conversation we got to have. Okay. Because obviously, like I said, something went wrong to where you you were irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And me and her both teach responsibility. Like, even now. She's a very responsible four-year-old. She's smart, bro. She is. So, it's like, if we keep on the pattern that we're going, she should know, like, there's consequences and... There's, yeah, there's consequences to every action. So, you know, you having sex, at least you should be wrapping it up. At the least. So, and it probably means you ain't taking your birth control either. So, you're going to put her on both birth control? That would be a conversation for her mom to have. And, because I don't know anything about that. Because some people can take it, some people can't. Yeah, it. It's a, it's kind of I feel like it should be up to the up to her because my mom did it. Like my mom put me on birth control in high school, and I wasn't even fucking in high school. Like, and then it it affects women's bodies. Mm -hmm. Right, it it will it it can fuck you up. That conversation, I'm out of. I just if I know you're supposed to take it, I'm gonna be like, hey, you took that today? You good? You know, that's that's about as as much I can do with it as a dad. And Akila. You didn't receive the birds and the bees talk. How do you feel like that affected your sexuality and outlook on sex growing up into adulthood? Um, well, it made it unknown territory. So, like, blind, navigating the blind. Like I said, like, um, you learn a lot from, like, your peers in school, right. and then they don't know anything. So we're just all, all just spreading <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass fucking just, yeah, we're all just writing misinformation but it like now that i'm an adult it just makes it more important to me to have this relationship with my children both male and female so that they're held accountable on the same level right because i want them to be able to come to come talk to me or come talk to their dad if something is wrong or if they have a question like i don't want sex to be a taboo topic Right. And my house. But I want my son to know that they're valued and treasured just as much as my daughters know that they are. So. Right. But you didn't have the conversation either. How do you feel like that affected? I don't think um, it affected much. They, I feel like they try to overcom- overcompensate now. Yeah. So now that I have a podcast, I remember I went up there in June, see my girl. And it was the episode, we all, me, you, and then, and then you know, I get a message. Oh, if you gonna have sex. Wrap it up. I told my parents, I'm grown, and just for that, I'm not have I'm I'm not wearing condoms. 
Like I'm grown You you took too long To have a conversation So don't have that conversation With me now Because it's done I will say One of the reasons Why I don't have a kid Is because they instilled In me very early It was like Two things you could do To basically get cut off Financially hmm. Get on that damn suspension Have a baby You have a baby You can't live here You gotta go They took it as You gotta be able To provide for your family So you can't stay here So they was like You and your baby moms Whatever situation is It got It gotta work out so if I was living on my own, if I was living on my own earlier instead of later, I might have a kid because I knew I couldn't go back home. Like, so if I, it would just be, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But yeah, they try to overcompensate now and I had to check them on it. Like, y'all waited too long. Y'all could have had this conversation when I was like 20. I'm 31. Why the fuck are we having this conversation? I ain't say that, but you know. Yeah, why, I know you ain't say that. Yeah. Why are we having this conversation at like 30? Like, we're condoms. Y'all... Like 11 years too late Let me do me At this point I know what the consequences are Right So Yeah Did you have the birds and the bees talk? Yeah uh, my, my uncle played a real pivotal role With me So It wasn't my mom or my dad But it was my uncle How did that talk uh, Shape your sexuality And experience with sex? It really didn't Cause It's like you more I'm more at school and around your friends so that that environment shapes it's what shaped me um when you go through the rigmarole guys lying on you know kids so you lying on what you're doing and how you're doing it and then you go try it and like okay this didn't go that way that's that's not how any of this works oh god shout out to motherfuckers lying on their penis and vagina too now there are lies had on both sides. There's more lies on our side, but it's Definitely, on both. because you got some 30-year-olds lying on their dick. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Too fucking old for that. You should like, not bro, be taking really? medicine and still lying on your penis. <laughs> What's a piece of advice you would give your younger self? About sex Coming from The age you are now mm. So sorry Um I would tell my younger self To Not wait to have sex Cause obviously I waited till I was 22 But make sure that you And that person are on the same Wavelength before you have sex Like y'all both feel The same Cause I got caught in a couple instances to where, um, a woman, we had sex and then she was like, well, you know, I really like you. I don't open my legs to anybody. I mean, I'll just ain't like her like that. You told me I got sex. I liked you enough to have sex with you, but I ain't like you nothing. I ain't like you like that for nothing afterwards. Like you wanted a relationship after that. And you know, I was just chilling and you sent me a picture of your titty. So I just thought you just wanted to fuck And then the next day you like Oh well no I really like you I wasn't communicated Cause I would have told you I ain't like you like that So Hmm Yeah Miss Um I would have told myself That like sis Your energy is fucking expensive And these niggas can't afford you And that's just that Hmm Mr. Levy. Pull out. <laughs> 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 
Get out of there, son. Get out of there. <laughs> Don't let her lie to you. Get out of there. So let me ask you a question. What's up? Because I know you don't, like, regret anything that happened. Nah, never. But. But I change it? Yes. No. She saved my life. Okay. Yeah. My daughter's mom saved my life. Everybody know that. What you have. So let's say. All right. So what you have. If it was up to you. Knowing what you like. If it was up to you. Would you have waited later at a later age to have kids? Nope. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> I knew exactly when I was going to have my daughter. I knew exactly who I knew. I was 25. I was like, I'm either going to have a kid or I'm going to buy a brand new car. I already knew. And I was like, well, guess I'm going to have a kid. 25. Because that's when I already I found out how old my mom was when she had me. And I looked at how old she is now. At that, at that time, I was like, yo, that's a great age to have a kid. Y'all, By the time they're in high school... I'm still old enough to, for them. By the time they get grown, I'm not too old of a grandparent. I can still move around, go travel, move around. I'm, this is this is good. Because, and the reason why I got to that, there was a young lady. We were 18, 19 in college. And her mom was 65. And her dad was 72. Sheesh. Uh, I, they were asleep by six. <laughs> No lie. 65 and 72? Yes. I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I wasn't going to be a teen parent, but I definitely wasn't going to mm-hmm. be that. I feel you. I have. You can't do anything. You can't be in their business. Mm-hmm. You sleep. I had one scare that changed my life. So it was one girl I was dealing with, and she really had nothing going for herself, but the pussy was fired. Those are the ones. Yes. And Those so are the ones. when she sat so there. So you sticking your dick in, motherfuckers. Hey, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. This is my podcast. Yes, yes, yes. We weren't all perfect. This is my podcast. I was still young. Yes, back then, yes. Back then, yes. Is you were sticking your dick in bitches that ain't have shit going on Back then, yes, I was. They love shaming women for that. We weren't all perfect. We Yeah, we were all exactly. Back then, I was. I was still like, what, a year after I lost my virginity and met her? Pussy was fired. And when she sat there and was like, uh, she sat there and was like, hey, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> my heart dropped. I just sat there. My first thing, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, shit. She ain't got nothing going for herself. Uh-huh. So I sat there. I was like, Lord, if it's your will for me to have this baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring, don't bring the Lord in this. He ain't got. No I was, on, I was praying. I was like, God, if we, if it's meant for us to have this baby, it's meant for us to have this baby. But if it's not, I promise you, <laughs> I, I, am, you I am not. That is the golden line. You and are that, never doing it again. I never I, do this. I, I kept my word. She wasn't pregnant. She was like, "Hey, I was. Like, I can't talk to you no more." And I blocked her just like that. <laughs> Yo, you ain't shit. Listen, bro. You, I can't say anything because I had a similar situation. But you're horrible. I am horrible. You ain't shit. You're a horrible person. But I told her, I was like, "Look, I can't take." I was like, "God spared me the first time. He's not gonna spare me. My life would be hell. I'm convinced my life will be hell right now." If you. I can't picture you with a kid, Troy. I'm sorry. I just what? I can. Yes, I can. you can't. I yes. cannot. He wouldn't be annoying with Brit, as fuck. Yes. yes, I can picture it Brit, now. Yes. But like, just like meeting you, like, hey, this is my kid. Yeah, no, <laughs> nigga, you're a kid. What are you talking about? I wear the same clothes. <laughs> <That's> like- <laughs> 
Mr. Levy. Madam. What's a piece of advice you would give your younger self regarding sex? Um. Oof. Fuck. Damn. Um. Talk to somebody. Mm. Go talk to somebody. Because there's some shit that happened that shouldn't have happened. So it's like, and that became a ripple effect for everything else. So, like, go talk to somebody. Okay. Chauncey? younger me I would tell and I'm gonna try to say this like as humbly as I know how you have some fire ass pussy girl hey, keep he, 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 period. Period. period drop mother straight okay. up <laughs> I would honestly I would definitely tell my younger self this golden down here so I would have probably been a virgin still mm-hmm. I probably still get some hair though I'm not even gonna lie a little top every now and again um, to get little top ain't nobody. <laughs> right. um, but that's somebody. Honestly, I would I would hold out for a while. I wouldn't even have kids right now. I couldn't picture you without your kids. I know Maybe they literally either. like like I know. Honestly, do you think you have sociology without them? Mm, they changed me a lot because I would have been. I was an ain't shit. <laughs> I wasn't going nowhere. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I know this deep podcast, but we'll talk later. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't going anywhere. Like I, I was content with Walmart. I was content with garbage ass men. I was content with mm-hmm. apartment and one important, you know, car. I was content with my life. And then they came in, and I was like, I need to go back to school. I need to educate myself. I need to go out there and be some something. And yeah, they definitely saved my life. But they I would have. Oh, absolutely. They Aww. made me want to be Shout better. out to Chase and, and, and what's Callie, her name? Callie. Callie they don't mama. get all the credit now. I mean, I was out here hunching. <laughs> I, I was out here hunching. So I get a little credit. But yeah, that's what I would tell my younger self. I love it. I was at a point. I was at, I'm going to say, not where you was at, but I was at a point in my life where I was like, I felt like a kid would have not saved my life, but it would have made me hustle harder. But I found that, obviously, you know, without having a kid. A lot of things can do that. Like, not just kids. I cannot imagine having a child. Yeah, like, a lot of things can put a light to your Mm -hmm. ass and make you be like, like, a woman can do that, Mm -hmm. a career, like, trauma can do that. Definitely. Um, I think God just was like, you're not trying to do something with your life. Let me just, playing around, let me just give you something real quick. And he gave me a whole human to look at. So, I feel like it was a little... Exaggerate. He could have did something else. You know, he, he could be doing the most. Right. right? I did not ask for this. <laughs> Who told you to do this? Like, like I really was not what I asked for. But I was in my business. <laughs> Don't, Don't do that. that. <laughs> like, God played too much. But I'm going to understand now. Did you want Tata now? Uh, yeah, I need Tata to answer the question. What was the question? What would I tell my younger self? About sex, yes. No second chances. 
trust your instinct. If I would have trusted myself when I was younger, I'd probably still be a virgin. Mm. Truthfully. I gave a lot of people the BOD, benefit of the doubt, and the benefit of the dick. Truthfully. That's a word. That's just like a lot of situations I got myself into sexually was like, hey, maybe if we have sex, we'll like each other more. And that shit is the wrong thing. Exactly. So. Start sec- thinking you actually like a motherfucker and yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah definitely. No <laughs> that sec- that's what it is. No second chance. <laughs> that if is I fucking like, hell. Like, bitch, of- I don't like you for real. Yeah. So a lot of situations. I talk to a have conversations with a lot of young ladies that I feel like they dope. And then after further review, they're really not. But then I'm like, well, maybe if we have sex, maybe that'll enhance their dopeness. Nope. What if they're dope as hell and then the pussy's just trash? Is that ruined now? No, because I'm not a sexual person like that. I keep forgetting. For me, I'm not a sexual person. So I can, I can, I can do that. I can deal with a situation where we're not having sex all the time. We're just in each other's presence and being able to be able to grow and learn and travel and do other things other than have sex. That's just an enhancement. To me. That's where I've gotten to in life. But a lot of people don't get to that point. Okay. D, what would I tell myself about sex? Them niggas was lying. My friends were lying. All them they were fucking liars. They were fucking liars. Worst two minutes of my fucking life. And if I could go back and snatch that shit back from his ass, give me my pussy back, nigga, because it was trash. It was trash. It was really trash. And I was upset because I hated him after, but he was still my boyfriend. Mm. And he went and bragged to all his friends about it. And it was just like. I bagged her head ass. <laughs> Two minutes. I was upset. But what would I tell myself? You're worth so much more than that. Mm. You have greatness in you. And leave it be until the right man. Until God introduces the right man into your life. Preach. Cause it was trash. It was it was horrible experience, and I could not believe that all of my friends were fucking and telling me about how I need to lose my virginity, and then I actually did it, and I was just like, "They some trash ass friends." Man, what? Because they made they they made their experience seem so like magical, like <laughs> maybe it was, like, maybe it was magical for them. No. But you don't have to peer pressure other people to fucking That's true. do what you're I doing. couldn't imagine, you know, sneaking out of my parents' house, sneaking through windows to get fucked, and then that <laughs> happens. Like, I couldn't no. imagine sneaking out my mama's window at 12 a.m. in the morning, drive all the way over there across town for two fucking <laughs> That's a waste of gas. That two, is two minutes. Two fucking And he was bragging like, yo, two, I, I would have kept my mouth shut. Two fucking minutes. I wouldn't even have counted that two minutes. God damn. Like two, I counted two minutes. <laughs> Maybe his watch was rolling a little faster than yours. <laughs> I counted two fucking minutes of ow. 
Ow, no, that's not it. Is that it? Is it him? That's it. <laughs> Did you? I thought I was supposed to come as well. No, it was it was horrible, guys. Don't judge me off. I don't give a fuck. Judge me off this. It was fucking trash. And if you're listening, nigga, yes, it was trash. <laughs> and I'm not taking it back. But nothing. At all. But guys, I think our generation is coming into a new where we're just embracing everything that wasn't embraced by mm-hmm. our parents or our grandparents. And I feel like platforms like this are amazing for us to have open discussions about it. Because talking to my mom now as I'm older and she was just like I didn't have the knowledge to teach you what you needed to know and it's humbling to be like well damn you know parents really don't be knowing what the fuck they be doing (laughs) they just got thrown in that shit and was just like I'm doing the best that I fucking can but I appreciate y'all I appreciate you Diana appreciate y'all Yeah, we all appreciate you Mm -hmm. and Average Joe Media head ass <laughs> Head ass wave. <laughs> this is an average Joe Media production. Thank you, Troy. Um, but everybody can drop their social media and give their final thoughts if you have any. Dia, please be more consistent. Yikes. Okay, Tyler. I be at no no lie. I be at work. Like when Akile put out her I do, I did, I don't series. I was mm-hmm. at work listening to that shit on the speaker. He was like, oh, who, who is that? What is that? Oh, really? You should probably go listen to her podcast. Mm-hmm. I do that shit at work with Shauncees. Oh, you should go listen to this. Do this shit with yours. I can't do that with yours. Okay. Disclaimer. I, I love to share. Disclaimer. Share everything. I understand, but I, I, what I need for everybody to understand is I don't, I'm not one to force content just for the sake oh, and of I res- having I it. respect that. Like, I truly for everybody that. that's listening, like, 2020 for me was complete like and maybe if I would have listened to my intuition if I had been obedient a little bit earlier I probably would have pumped the brakes because it's one thing to try to produce in a season of drought I agree where you literally have nothing to pull from and if you listen to my episodes you can tell when I was just throwing out some shit just to say hey Oh shit, I got content Because I literally was not there I can't tell you what the episode was about So when I finally started listening to myself It was just like, you know what? I ain't got it right now I don't got it But I'm better I had to step back And I know I can pull from a place of of honesty and truth Versus just Oh, here's five fucking episodes of fucking nothing Just to say I have content I'm never going to be that person I respect that 100%. 100%. I'm never going to be that person. But I will be consistent now because I know that I'm better. I'm in a better place and I'm leading from a place of truth. It's just me. It's not me and. Definitely. Whoop de woo. So, but I will be consistent. Can't Tyler. wait. Cannot wait. We all can. Because you wait. got it in you. I do. <clears throat> Can't wait. I just have to trust myself. That's all we got to do. Um, Social media wise, um, socially thoughtful. S dot T underscore podcast, uh, specifically for myself, um, underscore B L V C K period K I N G underscore Black King. 
um yeah something simple you know i appreciate you tyler appreciate you too d yeah i'm proud Keely, of you thank you i'm always so proud of you thank you even in your inconsistency i'm still proud of you thank you i'm looking forward to your 2021 year yeah you're obedient dope right thriving you're a whole queen out here thank you and don't forget that and you know you can follow me on instagram at a mama with a and that's it that's it sean seal So since this is your season finale, I became a fan when I heard the episode um, about the men on there. And I tagged you in that. I love, love, love the episode. That was a bomb. That was a dope episode. Yes, and I learned so much. Being a woman and seeing the other side, that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. Right. And so I love that. So I was, a, I had this like ask tour, like, who is this? Who is that? Like, tag them. Because like, this episode was so I remember good. that. Yeah. And I don't even know why I even went to it. Mm-hmm. Because I put you on to it. I think it was. I told you to listen to it. I might have been. Actually, no. When I recorded with Jeremy, mm-hmm. okay. Jay told me about your podcast. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just go follow her. And then it popped up. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this sounds like a good. That's how I listened to it. So, mom as hell. But Tori did kind of put me on after that. Um, so shout out to you. I think that you're dope and you have every right to take as long as you can to get what you need to, you know, have a good episode, a good podcast. Um, my sociology, I'm sorry, my sociology, (laughs) my Facebook social media is, um, Shansi, Sean J. Johnson is my Facebook. Um, Shansiology is my IG and my snap is Shansi J. 88. I have some new stuff coming out that I want to really do for the next season before it starts. Um, and I really need to change everything to Shantiology because it's getting too much. <laughs> so we're talking about some Shanti Chan J. But um but yeah, so that's pretty much it. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Season one finale. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. Mr. Levy. I need you on the Socials, uh, Facebook is Warren Levy. Instagram is Levy, L-E-V-Y-S, dot Empire 56. Um, Miss Dia. Yes, sir. Melanie. Um, proud of you for finishing the race. Thank you. But I have high expectations for <laughs> And you know why. I think mm-hmm. you can take over the world slowly but surely. And um, I know you can do it. And I'm going to walk into it, man. And what is your oysters? Go for it. I appreciate you, Warren. Yeah, the engineer behind it all, <laughs> Taroy Jackson. Um, So it's been a long time coming. You know, mm-hmm. it's been... Almost a year since we first started, you know what I'm saying, working together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely happy you're in a better place. Um, I can sense it. Because um, you remember the first episode, you kept telling me, D, talking to the mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? The mic is right here. Like, <laughs> That's really funny. Um, we've been doing a lot together this past year, man. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how close we become because I didn't know you from a can of paint a year ago. Mm-mm. All I knew was you was 
somebody's girlfriend. That was it. And they kept saying, "Have you seen my girl? I ain't know what the fuck she looked like." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, definitely looking. I got some things. I got. I definitely got some things in the tuck for you. Um, mm-hmm. and I think between this and the other, the other, the other uh, podcast you got going, like you, you is. It's going to be a hell of a year for you Right And I'm very excited Very proud of you for finishing Very excited to see where you uh, Where you take this Okay So when you coming back February 8th My birthday For this one or for the other one Both Oh shit My yeah. birthday present okay. to Damn, myself so Everybody's coming back February going to be a hell of a month For every show meeting Everybody coming back I come back January You come back in January I come back beginning of February You come back five days after me They come back um, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. It's going to be some shit um, It's going cool. And then you March, right? Yeah, March. It's gonna be some shit. Then I got new clients starting in January. So um, but yeah. Um y'all can follow me, man, Average ATPC. That's the podcast Instagram, the regular Instagram, my personal Instagram, the original playmaker. Follow the follow the company Instagram. I gotta get that together. Uh Average Show Media, the Average Show Media. Um so I got some big things in store for you, man. I've been working on some things in the tuck. Um and yeah, that's it. And the company newsletter coming out soon. That's it. You got a newsletter? Yeah. I told you, man. 2021, we stepping up. The official. Oh, you fancy. I got to make sure, you know, get newsletters, get area. I, how I want it, right? And so I want it to where a newsletter comes out. And I don't necessarily, like I said, I don't want anybody on a schedule, but kind of just know if you're dropping every two weeks or every week. So I know to put that in a newsletter. New episode coming out this, new episode coming out on this day at this time. And then also what I plan on doing is throwing maybe like an editor's choice podcast of the week that's not in the average show network so we can get more people to listen to everybody so you know i've been working thanks to this man this man really like so once he once he like helped me kind of just structure just a little bit that everything is just starting everything's just starting to click and i've been coming up with ideas so you know average show newsletter and we fancy okay and to all of my listeners I appreciate y'all because y'all been consistently listening every time I get on Anchor. I'm like, damn, really? And you, you, you ain't your hook. First of all, what we not going to do? I know that your podcast, you're not going to tell them that you famous. Huh? Can't tell them about the night of my birthday. Yes. What? So, so, you, so you are famous. You are famous. But I'm not. Though. Yes, you are. They, they, Ma'am, they, a, whole, a whole waitress stopped what she was yes. doing. I got 50,000. I got 50,000 dollars. People don't know who the hell I am. They don't know me from a can of paint outside. It's she ass, stopped guys. you and was like, it's you got ass. a podcast, don't you? It's the ass, guys. That's that's what I'm going to blame it on the ass. It's the vibe. I'm blaming on the ass. But yeah, she was dope. Shout out to her. Um, everybody that has been listening consistently, even, even in my absence, like I appreciate y'all. Um, especially those that reach out via social media. Or, you know, text me and let me know how you're feeling. I appreciate you. And to all of my guests this season, I appreciate you and I love you. Um, But, yeah, you can come back from anything from pain to purpose. Head up, shoulders back. Don't let that crown slip. Know yourself. Be a voice for yourself. Trust yourself. And the most important rule of all, love yourself. Peace, love, and laughter. D.